everyone, and welcome to the Home for All podcast, a podcast produced by the Akron Cleveland Association of Realtors. It's another awesome day here at ACAR, and this is your ACAR Communications Director, Kelly Moss, and I will be your host for today's episode. I'm so excited to be kicking off our very first episode of the Home for All podcast by talking with our number one and our number two in command here at the ACAR offices. And by that, I mean our CEO, Sandy Nergon, and our COO, Mike Valerino. Today, we're going to be talking about the hot issues that realtors are coming to the board with these days, Uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, rentals, lead safety. We're going to talk about the COVID pandemic and how it has affected ACAR up till now, and how the association is moving forward as we transition into the post-pandemic world of real estate. We're going to talk about ACAR's future planning efforts, uh, meaning the STRAP plan, uh, the best way for ACAR members to get involved, and educating our ACAR members about excellence and professionalism in their careers. So grab your coffee and your earbuds and make this spot your home for the next 20 or so minutes. We're happy that you're here. ACAR Home for All podcast is a bi-weekly production where we will host interviews, facilitate conversations, and talk about what's happening in the world of real estate. We'll introduce you to the important people in your community and help you learn how to grow your real estate-related business. This is an adult show and some adult language might occasionally creep into the conversation. So let's move forward and find out what makes Northeast Ohio the best home for all. Well, good morning, Sandy and Mike. I hope you didn't have a hard time finding our studio today, although our studio is just down the hall, so it should have been pretty easy. Uh, how about we start by introducing yourselves briefly? Who would like to go first? Hi, I'm Mike Valerino. I'm the Chief Operating Officer for Akron Cleveland Association of Realtors. I've been with the organization for 20 years, um, formerly with the Cleveland Area Board of Realtors before our merger with Akron in 2013. Wow, that's a long time, and you still love it. Still do. Awesome. (laughs) How about you, Sandy? So I hate saying how long I've been here because it shows my age, but so I've I think this is year 39. I started in 1982. I like to say Realtors Raised Me. Uh, so worked at formerly ABOR, uh, Akron Board, and was uh, named their CEO in 1997. And then, as Mike mentioned, when we merged and became ACAR in 2013, I've been honored to be the CEO since then. So real estate is the only job you've ever had. Except for three months at Goodyear. <laughs> I was a temp when I was 18 for three months at Goodyear. So awesome. Yes, but pretty much. <laughs> the only thing I've ever known. Well, let's get into things today and talk a little bit about the Home for All campaign and how it came into being here at ACAR. Mike, can you give our audience a little bit of an idea about what the concept is and how it came into being here at ACAR? Sure. Well, I think the concept came about as part of our strategic planning process, oh, three or four years ago. Um, But really, the idea is about uh, shining a light on the work that we're doing in the community, uh, our work with 
elected officials, um, our work with charitable organizations that support housing, um, our, our work on fair housing, and, and all of the things that we're doing in the community um, helping with homeownership. So it's not just a social media campaign, but a social campaign. Yeah, we like to call it a social movement. So Sandy, do you think that with the Home for All campaign that ACAR has taken its first steps in the world of diversity, equity, and inclusion? Absolutely. Um, Mike described how it came to be, and at its heart, offering everyone, all people, the right to own a home, making sure that those who want to own a home have fair and equal opportunity to get affordable financing and fair financing, have the right to a, to fair appraisals, and then once they become a homeowner, have the right to fair insurance opportunities. All, all of that, I think, hashtag home for all definitely started us down the road of diversity, equity, and inclusion, and, and that fight for equality for all. And making a difference there for everyone, actually. So with that being said, what are some of the hot-button issues that are facing our realtors these days? What are they calling the board office about and needing help with um, in this market? Well, first I'll jump back for a second to the diversity, equity, and inclusion because I think that is a hot topic. I mean, our National Association of Realtors changed the code of ethics to make racist comments that made by realtors something that they can their behavior can be judged on. And that was a huge move for the National Association of Realtors because it they're not their behavior throughout their entire life is going to be able to be judged. If someone behaves in a racist manner, then our association is going to be able to hold them accountable. So that's a huge thing. And in our world, diversity is is and has been a hot button. So I'm super proud of the fact that we started a diversity series last year, last fall. Our Professional Development and Equal Opportunity Committee just jumped on that. That series has been monthly, and it's in conjunction with the Center for Diversity in Cleveland. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's awesome. Um, but other hot buttons that are happening right now, um, I guess probably inventory shortage. Um, Mike and I are not realtors, but, you know, we talk to enough of them to know that the housing inventory issue is huge. Um, But I know that Beth Rogers, our president, is going to be on an upcoming podcast. So um, I think maybe that would be a great question to ask her. But I know that, you know, buyers are nervous. They want to be able to, to move into their dream home. Sellers are nervous. If we sell, will we be able to find something? Um, the multiple offer situation is is crazy. But I, I think talking to a realtor about that would be, would be good. I guess from our standpoint as the association, you know, this is when we just urge our members, you know, be professional. Make sure that you're using best practices and that you're extending professional courtesies to your fellow realtor. Don't add to the stress of the market by not being the best you can be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Those are fantastic points. And I absolutely will talk to Beth Rogers about it because we are interviewing her in an upcoming episode. So, Mike, would you like to address some of the issues with rentals and lead safety that are going on right now? I know that's a particularly important issue to you. 
Um, so can you tell us a little more about that? Absolutely. So in the, in the city of Cleveland, there is a new um, rental and, and ordinance for rental units that is requiring them to be certified as lead safe. And um, that, that rollout is starting now. Um, which is interesting because when they passed the legislation, uh, of course, that was pre-pandemic, and and certainly a lot of things have have changed since then. But um, you know, one of the things that hasn't changed is really our our commitment to uh, public health and safety, and um, the you know the children who are are living in homes right now, um, especially you know during the pandemic, uh, children who may have been. Um, quarantined in homes um, that that are having an adverse effect on on their health and safety, and so it's a, a, a huge concern in the city of Cleveland and and in others. And so, uh, ACAR is involved in the Lead Safe Cleveland Coalition, and uh, you know one of the things that we're really focused on doing it is helping uh, our members who are either uh, rental property owners themselves or who have clients. Uh, who who own and invest in rental property and helping them through this process. Uh, the the Lead Safe Cleveland Coalition has established a uh, a home center and a Lead Safe Home Fund, and that fund offers um, grants and loans uh, that are available for property owners to help them come into compliance um, because this is it, it is not going to be cheap for. Um, you know, when you consider all of the units that are out there uh, to, to bring them into compliance. And so we want to make sure that all of those resources are available um, and that, what, you know, what we're doing right now for, uh, you know, from ACAR's perspective is really trying to spread the word um, to people to make them aware that, that these resources exist um, and, and uh, that there is help for them to, uh, you know, as this rollout happens to, to become certified. So just on that same topic, if one of our members wants to get involved or they know someone who uh, could use one of those grants, uh, where would they go to get more information about that? LeadSafeCle.com is the website um, for the Lead Safe Cleveland Coalition, and there is um, an administrator of of the Lead Safe Home Fund that, that you'll come into contact with through that website, and that administrator is CHN Housing Partners, and and uh, so that's the organization that you're going to be working with as you uh, a- apply for uh, for help with um, for either for a grant or for a loan. Um, and they'll also help guide you through the process and working with the city to, to come into compliance. That's great. And I know that we do uh, post a lot of uh, information about the Lead Safe Coalition on our social media platforms, as well as for our members in the newsletter that they receive. Um, so if you have questions about that, certainly refer to the social media site, or you can always call the ACAR office at 216 901 
other yeah, issues. and you know, I would add to that too that um, the the coalition and CHN are are holding frequent meetings, open uh, forums for property owners, for members of the community, for anybody who has concerns um, either about their property or the ordinance or um, how to access resources if they have questions. Um, and so, if you go to that web- website, leadsafeclee.com, um, you should see some information there about an upcoming forum um, and that would be good to participate in that's fantastic so okay so let's switch gears a little bit so the covid pandemic has affected everyone how has the pandemic affected acar up till now and how is the association planning on moving forward as we transition into i guess what we call the post-pandemic world of real estate well i'm beyond proud of how quickly we adapted when everything shut down last year and we were able to go virtual within you know 24 hours and I credit Mike for that because he was bringing ACAR into this the world of the cloud way before the pandemic hit so we literally came in on a Monday and began working totally remote that that next day Tuesday and we really have been 100% functional throughout the pandemic Um, having said that I know that we work for an industry that are people people so um, I know that our members miss and so do we miss getting together in person but in terms of being able to meet our mission perform um, all of the things that our members rely on us to do really important things professional standards hearings arbitrations mediations Um, Being able to truly continue our mission through our committees and all of that, all of that was 100% functional. Um, Looking forward, I think everyone's glad that things are, as we get our vaccines and things open up, we do have a plan. We are opening up, uh, literally opening up the office, but in terms of functionality, we've been, we really have been um, very successful in being, being able to fulfill our duties. Now, I know that moving forward, there is an expectation that, hey, we can't lose all of these things that we gained because of COVID, you know, all of all of the strides that we've made in the area of technology and all of that. And I know that Mike's been working on making sure we can successfully offer hybrid meetings. So I know that's a part of our future. Right. So with that being said, and, and by the way, that was a perfect segue. Thank you very much. So, Mike, can you talk to us a little bit about, you know, how, you know, Sandy was saying that, you know, we were really ready for this when it started and when when COVID hit and, and how we were able to fairly seamlessly transition into the Zoom platform of life. Well, it's interesting. It's not, and it's not just um, small committees. I, I, you know, I think that this applies to our, our whole membership. There, there are definitely some um, some really great thing. I, I know this sounds terrible to say, but there are some really great things that have come out of this situation that we've been in this past year for the pandemic. Um, and and one of those things is is really a, a, a bigger reach for our for our members. The education. And, and before this happened, we weren't able to provide continuing education for our members in a virtual format. Um, and, and that is something that kind of opened up due to the pandemic. And what we found is that we were able to reach so many more of our members um, and, and our 
participation in education programming uh, has has been excellent over the last year, and, and it's really been a great opportunity for members to to add to their professionalism, to um, go out and and achieve new designations and uh, gain new market expertise. And uh, we, we've noticed record numbers with our classes and um, our, our, our programming over the last year. And that's something that we want to maintain. Um, you know, I, 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 I would like to see some type of a, a virtual element to a lot of the things that we do, if, if not all of the things that we do, so that we can, um, we can keep that engagement up. And it, it's not so much about um, getting people to have to get into their car and drive down to the association office in order to benefit from our programming. We can reach members where they are now, and and that's something that maybe we didn't have before. Um, in terms of the committee meetings, like like you mentioned, our, our governance, um, I you know, I, I think there are a lot of volunteer members who had never heard of Zoom before <laughs> the pandemic, and you know, I had used it minimally beforehand, and, and now you know everybody's an expert on Zoom, whether we like it or not. Um, and and so uh, we're you know we've outfitted our um, our conference room with technology to allow for hybrid meetings, where um, if, if people want to come down and and be in the room, they can do that. And if um, people need to stay at home uh, or or access the meetings remotely, they can do that too. And and so our focus is really going to be on kind of the equality and inclusiveness of those meetings and making sure that however you're participating, um, you know, whether it's virtually or in person, um, th that that participation is still going to be meaningful and you'll still be able to, to contribute to those meetings. I think that's one of the challenges uh, that, that we have ahead. But I think, you know, one of the big takeaways for me and one of the things that I really hope that we can hold on to is is our um, ability to allow members to participate wherever they are because our geography is big. Uh, you know, we we serve Summit County and Cuyahoga County and Portage County, and um, you know we have one central office. and And I, I I would love for more people in the outskirts of you know farthest reaches of our jurisdiction to to be able to participate. And I think that they can now. Yeah, that's a great point. And, you know, honestly, where everybody is telling us, you know, oh, my gosh, I'm zoomed out. Um, it, it's been really key for us and for our members. And I've honestly seen probably more members in Zoom meetings than I've actually seen here in the office when we weren't under COVID. I just wanted to add that, you know, I think one of the reasons that we so successfully adapted to the the Zoom world and the virtual world right when when everything shut down was everyone was a little forgiving as we worked it out, as we figured it out. And I'm hoping, because it's not as simple as it sounds to offer a hybrid 
opportunity. And we're not the only organization facing this. I'm in Rotary, and they're trying to figure out how do we keep the world of Zoom and also allow in-person. So I'm hoping that we all face this new challenge with the same sort of grace and forgiveness <laughs> that we did as we entered COVID, because as we come back into this new world that that expects a hybrid opportunity, we're going to have to work some things out. And I, and I just, I know that that made it better as we went into COVID. I hope that it makes it better as we come out of COVID. So every three years, ACAR develops a strategic plan. Can you kind of comment on what's going on with the new strategic plan and what we can expect to see at ACAR in the next three years? Sure. And you're right. We do identify uh, and update our strategic plan every three years. But one thing I like to explain to folks is that we're identifying our priorities for the next three years. So eight ACAR at its foundation remains the same. We still want to be the trusted voice and and leading resource for real estate. That remains the same, but what changes are our priorities. And so we meet those priorities. We bring together a, a selection of realtor members and leaders, and they identify for us what are the things that should be our priorities. And so um, the first thing they do is pinpoint our key focus areas. And those remain the same from last plan to this plan. And that's professionalism, advocacy, and connections. And so there is some uh, continuity to our plan. Um, But then we do look at what are our priorities. And so this time around, our priorities for ACAR will be advocate for home ownership. You just heard us talk about Hashtag home for all. We're going to make sure that real estate opportunities are there for a diverse uh, members of our population, of our communities. You know, our real estate opportunities um, being taken advantage of by as many people as as can be. Uh, we always fight for strong property rights and strong communities, and that is a, a, a part of this three-year plan. Professionalism. We talked about that also. Professionalism had took a lot of conversation among. Our realtor members through the strap planning and they just want to make sure that ACAR is fulfilling its role and that is do we are we educating our members enough about their responsibilities ethics wise are we talking about professional courtesies and best practices and we want to pull in from our members let them identify what are you and your peers experiencing out there and how can we help how can we raise awareness and get those um behaviors that need to be changed, changed. And then lastly, we there's a huge part of our plan this year on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And a big part of the success of that will depend on our collaboration and partnerships with a lot of other folks who are, are trying very hard to improve our world in those areas also. So, you know, our Women's Council of Realtors, Akron and Cleveland Realtors, the LGBTQ Alliance, we We don't need to reinvent the wheel. We need to figure out how to be a really great ally and all work together for the better. But that's really what our plan is for the next three years. That's awesome. So, Mike, um, within that strategic plan, how will our members be involved in affecting the changes that have been established in the plan? Well, you know, I like to say that uh, the, the board of directors steers the ship and the staff and committees row and so it, and that that is um, you know when it comes to strategy that 
that's how members can can help us through the implementation uh, and execution of this strategic plan. Um, you know, you've you've heard us on this podcast. We've been talking a lot about committees and committee meetings. And if you're wondering, well, what what's that involved, and and why would I want to do that? That that's that's where the real work of the organization is is done, and that's where this plan gets executed. So right now, um, what's happening is the the strategic plan is going out and, and, and kind of being presented to all of the committees and everybody's learning about, well, what is their role going to be in, in this plan? And, and the committees and staff are um, really excited to to take on that work. And, and there's, you know, kind of a long three-year road ahead of us, but it's exciting work. And so, you know, if if you're a member and you're interested in, in getting involved, what, you know, what better way than than to serve on a committee that interests you and and help us to advance some of these priorities that Sandy's been talking about because um, they're they're so important to the organization and and uh, it's you know as a staff person I you know I can tell you it's so fulfilling uh, when when we're able to accomplish these things that are that are in this this is our third plan since we've merged and and it is uh, you know you look back now from from where where we are now and you look back to you know when we first merged three strategic plans ago and you see how far we've come it's really incredible and the the what has gotten us there is number one you know the the foresight to to put these plans together and then number two is, is just the, um, the 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 excitement uh, and energy that our membership has in getting involved in doing this work and and moving things forward so that's that's what I'm most excited for and that's how members can can really get involved come Come join a committee. That's fantastic. You know, it sounds to me like there's going to be be multiple ways for members to use their talents to help a car further its goals. You mentioned that professionalism and excellence were part of the items in the strategic plan. Would you say that being involved in a car helps to promote the professionalism of the member who is involved? Have you ever heard that if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room, <laughs> right? So, and that's one thing that I that I hear from our, our volunteer um, leaders all the time is is just the benefit of working with all of these amazing people. You know, we have probably a, a couple hundred people who who volunteer for the organization, who are members uh, on a regular basis through our governance structure with with committees, and and that's one of I tell people all the time that's one one of the highlights of, of my job is working with these people because, um, it, you know, it, it takes an amazing person to volunteer their time and to give back to their their industry. And I've learned so much from working with those people. And that, to me, is is the benefit for members of getting involved, too, is your professionalism uh, just grows by leaps and bounds because these are the people who uh, really have their finger on the pulse of not only the market but the industry and, and everything that is going on. It's a constantly changing world. Um, real estate is is uh, a constantly changing and evolving industry, and and the best way to stay on top of all of that is is to be involved. And and so I you know I really think those people who are they benefit from each other, uh, and it absolutely helps their professionalism. 
That's fantastic. And I know we do have several professional development classes coming up. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like professional development things uh, courses have been the bulk of what we've done uh, virtually over the last 18 months. It seems like it's been very, very popular and that our members are really looking to uh, enhance their career in a way that they've never been able to do that before. Yeah, it, it, we really have found a niche with this because, you know, we didn't necessarily have the largest classroom. And so our reach was already limited physically. But you're absolutely right. Between not, you know, I mean, there might, there are some, some benefits that have come out of um, these new technologies. And that's one of them. We, when you don't have to worry about paying for a physical location to be large enough to, to teach to the masses, and you can spend your time really seeking out great speakers putting your budget towards those speakers. They deserve their fees. Um, but it's, it's not always you know, possible to have both the amazing speaker and amazing venue. So, I mean, I think that's the beauty of being able to really go out there, get the top-notch speakers that our members are clamoring for, um, it, absolutely. It, and, and one of our staff folks, I mean, Therese Koval, who, who sometimes doesn't like change. I don't think she'll mind me saying that, but she has embraced this so much that, you know, this is something that she didn't think was, a, was maybe the, the best way to reach and teach. But now she's learning that, oh, my gosh, our world is open so much and we are we are reaching so many more members and benefiting so many more members and helping them become their better selves. Yeah, I think Teresa is really excited about what's going on right now. She she should be here. But if you know, (laughs) uh, she would tell you that the use of our scholarship right now is just off the charts. We we have more people taking advantage of that. And that's it's always been one of the the best um, um, membership benefits that we have is the ability for a member to get a scholarship towards uh, designation um, and, and the challenge was always in in spreading the word about it and and now we're seeing that happen and and so many people are taking advantage of it it's really great to see if anybody is listening and is interested in applying for that scholarship uh, yeah you need you need to talk to Therese Koval um, and you can do that by contacting her here at the board office. Okay, so we're going to kind of wrap up our uh, our session today, um, and I have one last question for the both of you, so you can decide, you know, who's going to answer first. What does home for all mean to you personally? So, personally is a is a good word because I take hashtag home for all extremely personally, and I think it's because for years I volunteered for a group called Rebuilding Together, and so I equate I'm not sure why, but I equate their mission of warm, safe, and dry housing, and I've always connected that to hashtag home for all, and that's what I think of is every single person has a right to lay their head somewhere warm, safe, and dry every night. I'm getting emotional. <laughs> But that's what I connect it to. So it's, it, yes, I know that the, the 
big picture goal is for those who want to own a home, because it's not everyone wants to own a home, but for everyone who wants to own a home, they have that right. But hashtag home for all to me is even more fundamental and basic. It means that you will have, and for some in their circumstances, that might mean a shelter. That might mean a rented room or a rented place to live. But eventually we hope that means a home that they own. But so it's very personal to me when I think of think of hashtag home for all. That's fantastic. Mike? Wow, I I really struggle to add anything to that because I you know, I think I connect with it in the in the same way. I mean home it's not home ownership for all. It, it it's home for all. And uh, you know, so we say all the time that, that renters are, are future homeowners. So so while we are a, uh, an organization that that is all about the American dream of home ownership, um, you know, home in its in its basic most basic meaning to me is what what this is all about. Um, and and not only um, you know, having a place to to lay your head, but just the, um, the the comfort and security and all of the things that you think of when you think of what home means. Um, th- that's that's what it is to me. Wow, those were just incredible answers. So to wrap things up here today, I want to thank Sandy and Mike for being our guests. I hope you were all able to get some valuable information from this episode. Check back with us for the next episode. And I hope until we meet again that you are finding your very own meaning for home for all.